Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. So you've seen a lot of epiphanies happen when you're coaching folks. What are some examples of those that you've seen, like just people, you know, may resonate with another working professional? Yeah, I had somebody, I had a few examples. I had a guy, for example, he was, uh, okay, I'll actually I'll use a woman because uh, she's a, she was actually worked in the IT field. So I figured if you got some working professionals, get somebody in IT. And we did some of this process with her and, and she was really passionate, actually not about doing tech stuff. She was really passionate about the healing side of things, like really helping people emotionally heal. Naturally, because she had experiences too. Um, by the way, one of the coolest things you could ever do if you're ever going to the role of trying to provide value or teach something or help people through something is do something that you overcame yourself, right? Like for me, one of the biggest things that helped me create, help people create more cash flow is that I went through a the recession where I went over a million dollars in debt and I had to avoid filing for bankruptcy. So all those kind of things. And the things I learned going through all that crap is the very things that help my own clients free up hundreds, over a hundred million dollars of, of cash flow over the last nine years. Because you had to figure out the strategies behind that. Yeah, because people kept telling me, I wanted people to hire me, but they kept telling me, well, I can't find the money. I'm like, well, I can find the money. Like not telling them, hey, I'm broke right now. This is back during the recession, right? Hey, I'm broke. I had to find money. So I bet you your situation is better than mine. So yours should be easy for me. And that's how it happened. With this woman, like her thing was healing of the emotional healing stuff. She'd gone through a lot in her childhood and, and had to work through that as an adult to function. And so she started to do that kind of stuff. And she just had to find the right modality, the nice thing that kind of matched up with her. And even when she found it, still, as she did it, she morphed it a little bit and tried something a little bit different. And she brought maybe this little thing in for healing and this and that and became her own thing. And so pretty soon, even though she's doing, still working IT, like she's still an IT manager at her work, making you know, a good six-figure income, on the side, the thing that actually gets her fired up is that she's doing that. She has a side business, a side hustle. So she Another does like, example, like coaching or like... Basically like, like healing, coaching, like uh, energy healing type stuff. Reiki, if you've heard of Reiki, that kind of thing with magnets and things like that. Ooh. So she does... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she does what she does, but it's pretty cool. It's kind of like a chiropractor I knew in, in Denver that she would seriously not touch anybody. She'd just do this, like down people's backs and they're like, oh, I feel so good. I'm like... She didn't touch you. What the heck did she do to you? And I was too scared to try it myself. Another person, a good example, this is a guy out in Washington state. He really loved working with kids, like specifically teenagers. And he was working a job full time and he was coaching a baseball team during the summers, like a teenager baseball team. It wasn't a high school team. It was like the city league type thing. But they would go to state or even interstate championships and win, or at least play and get runner up. He was really, they were a really good team. In fact, they would perform better than the high school team would do with those same. And so we, he, he asked me, he's like, okay, Chris, I got to figure out how to make money with this so I can do what I love. And after some time, we try to figure out, it actually got really hard. And we're like, and I asked his wife, I said, how is he during baseball season? And she said, oh, he's so happy. He's like on cloud nine. And the, I tell you, the guy's just energetic. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do we necessarily have to make money doing baseball? You know, what if we just said, this is like your outlet to just fire you up that keeps you doing, because you got a job that's flexible enough that he can take off work and do what he wants. So why don't we just keep doing that? And they're like, oh, that takes so much pressure off. Funny enough, a couple years later, he got offered a position with the varsity team. Yeah, I think he started with JV and then he got moved up to varsity. He started coaching and making money anyways. And that, that, that path came because he just, 
did something he just enjoyed. And his whole thing wasn't just winning baseball. His thing was teaching these teenagers, these young men, to become real men, to become productive citizens. That was his whole passion. Had not, it, baseball was just an outlet. But the passion was training these youth to become real men. And so, I mean, that's what he's done. And, and now they actually, the last I saw, they're doing like couples, marriage type counseling stuff. I mean, I don't know what the heck they're doing now, but it, it's cool to see the evolution over the last you know, decade, how it takes them. And now they're making money in other ways. Anything more for the introverts out there? Maybe just with uh, making some kind of arts and crafts or musical instrument you sure could i'll tell you if you're a handyman right now and you live anywhere near me you're hired there's seriously like there's a lot of needs out there and i'll tell you these handymen do not have personal skills like people skills or not their thing there's lots of things you do i I know the person that's our seamstress she's not very uh, she's definitely not person you try to strike up conversation with because it's just not it's not going to go anywhere she's just an introvert and that's fine. There's also things you can do too. Even if you want to be in business, you want all the tax write-offs like we talked about at the beginning of the show. The thing is you could also be a partner because what if you're the person that's just perfect being like the COO, right? Maybe you're the person that's best on the back end while somebody else is better to be the, the front man or the front woman, but you're the person on the back to make sure that it actually works or that things are being fulfilled on. So there's a lot of roles you can do and play in uh, and make great money. You can even be in business, but not have to be the face. That's not, that's not required at all. All right. The book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber comes to mind. There's the visionary, the operator, like the CEO, mm-hmm. like you said, and then there's all kinds of technicians in business. Yeah. You need those three characters in every business and you may be just good at sales or you may be good at just making baking or whatever. Yeah. But the link up with those other people is a key. That's right. That's the thing. You don't have to be in it alone. It's kind of, if you've ever watched YouTube videos of the piano guys, have you ever seen those guys, right? They take, they do cover song. They've, and especially you'll see the piano player, John Schmidt, and then you see Steven, that's the, the cellist. And, uh, and that's, and it's funny because I remember seeing John Schmidt around here locally in Utah because that's where these guys are from. And I remember seeing him be up there. And I was like, I don't even know who that guy is. I just know he's performing. He's just the piano player and he could play upside down and do all that kind of stuff, right? But he didn't really get popular until he started bringing on other people. So he started bringing on like the cellist that brought in a whole new thing. And they did Viva La Vida and, and Love Story. Taylor Swift and Coldplay, they did that little mesh up that, that got millions and millions of views. And then they just kept going and they had the camera guy and they had other people too to help support that. And now these guys go perform and they sell out stadiums and stuff. I mean, that just all, these are guys that were talented individually, but bringing them together, that teamwork, that's the thing that allowed them all to shine together. They were better synergistically together than they were apart. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.